you know, you remind me of my father. What did you think of him? Of who? Your father. I hated my father. <laughs> okay, so... Hold on. All right. Gus? For anyone who doesn't know, there's a giant bear beneath us chewing on a bone. Well, it's better than barking at the door. Honestly, that bark scared, scared me. <laughs> I just hope I don't get a noise complaint because he's been, <laughs> been barking a lot. Has he? I like. Yo. I don't want to leave him home alone for too long yet because he's Cause like not used to the space, right? And right. not used to like the noise of people outside, right? The constant like traffic. Yeah, it doesn't bo- you, it doesn't bother him get. hearing like people above us or people to the side of us because he's used to like noise in the house. Well, that's good. But he doesn't like the noise outside the door. Right. You know. Poor guy. Okay, let's start over. <clears throat> okay, let's do it. Okay. Gus, I have a question for you. Okay. Who is the best film portrayal of the Joker Heath, ever? Heath Ledger. Has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't... You could try and argue that Jack Nicholson was, but it, it's Heath Ledger. Who is the second best film portrayal of the Joker? Well, Dom, a lot of people would say... Um, Jack Nicholson, but I personally, I, I would say, I have a feeling you have the right answer here because there's only one that I will accept. I would say Mark Hamill, but you don't know about Mark Hamill because he's in animated Batman movies and pretty not much, live action. So. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. I mean, he, you like, like the, th- that's okay. That's an exaggeration, but he's in, uh, I, and maybe not though, because he is, he does voice the Joker in almost everything, not live action Batman. Right, and in a lot, like, people don't really know that, that that's part of his career. Right, right. Like, they just know him as Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Luke Skywalker, and then some people who do know are like, you know, he voices the Joker in animated Batman movies, and people are like, what? No, he doesn't. Come on. And pretty much any animated Batman forum. TV shows. So he voices, so he voiced the Joker in... Um, Batman the Animated Series. The original animated series. Um, in Batman Beyond. Yep. Um, and then he voiced the Joker for the Arkham video game series, mm, mm-hmm. which kind of goes overlooked, but really the the similarities between video game voice acting and animation mm-hmm. voice acting, they're real close. Right, and it's kind of it kind of goes underappreciated because not really not many people really pay attention to voice acting in video games because it doesn't necessarily change how the game plays. Right, but it certainly brings those Arkham games to a new level. Well, you know something else about the Arkham games is Batman is voiced by Kevin Conroy, who is also again, when it comes to animated Batman, Batman Beyond, all the Batman animated films, yeah. he is Batman in. Almost all of them. The only, honestly, the only animated Batman movies that I can think of where Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill aren't Batman and the Joker is The Dark Knight Returns. This is the mm-hmm. only two move part one and two, the only two movies I know of where those two guys aren't aren't Batman and the Joker. And that is true for the movie we're talking about today. Yes, it is. Which is Batman, Batman. the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Um, which is based, obviously, all of these are based off of comics mm-hmm. um, or comic books. But The Killing Joke 
is also one of the most iconic Batman comic books right. as well. And this um, Batman the Killing Joke, the movie, didn't come out until 2016. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the comic book was published in the 80s. So it's been yeah. around a while mm -hmm. um, and has been the inspiration for a lot of Batman-related movies and it, writings and Especially everything. a lot of Joker storylines because right. the the main purpose of The Killing Joke was to serve as kind of a uh, an origin story for The Joker when mm -hmm. it was written. And by the way, this the, the Killing Joke was originally written by Alan Moore, and Alan Moore is the guy who created Watchmen. Oh, really? So he, yeah, he's like a, a very well-known... Uh, comic book graphic novel writer okay cool so he he has a, a pretty big history with with kind of uh groundbreaking superhero stories so to speak most recently and and i saw a lot of ties um this movie really gave a lot of inspiration for the most recent joker movie mm -hmm. um there's a lot of similarities between the two um, right. but also this is one of the most um, successful and also well-known Joker origin stories. And there's a yeah. lot, there's a lot of different ones because Joker as a character in the comic books is mm -hmm. so mysterious. He's, he's written, right. his character is written in such a way that nobody really knows his true origin story. And that remains the same for right. most movies. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, there's a reason why every film portrayal and, and a lot of the different comic books have, given him a new origin story because right. it's not as concrete as say the Batman origin story. Everybody right. knows that. And it's the same regardless of which form you're, mm -hmm. you're reading or listening to or watching. Right. Whereas with the Joker, <clears throat> these, these writers have so much freedom to really come up with whatever, whatever kind mm -hmm. of story that they want. And the differing origin stories really just add to the Joker's mythology. Yeah. Right. And the whole the whole idea that no matter what what story you're peering into, there's always going to be a, a somewhat of a different or unknown background. And I think it just it really it adds a layer to his character because it just it, one it makes him more mysterious and it makes what his his potential for evil also it, it ups the stakes for what he, how far he could go. Right, and this movie really pushes the limits with that. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's an R-rated animated movie an r-rated animated batman movie mm -hmm. which is a is very specific but it's also something that has never really been done before right um and just kind of the brutality of the joker as a character mm -hmm. um and uh, obviously the biggest ties to um the most recent joker movie are um the the brutality of it Mm -hmm. But also the story of a guy who is a failing comic who um, kind of turned to crime in order to mm -hmm. be noticed he by just, the masses. Yeah, he just keeps getting bad breaks, so he finally he finally breaks completely. Right, and the and idea the idea that what made the Joker is one bad day, um, and that's right. kind of a that's kind of a theme throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. The Joker. And the relationship between the Joker and the Batman are is is already well established in this movie, mm -hmm. um, but when it starts diving into the origin of the of the character, yeah, um, it really kind of comes down to um, showing the day that the Joker kind of snapped. Yeah, right. It also, I think, this movie also it examines the relationship between 
Barbara Gordon, who plays... Uh, what was that? Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Barbara Gordon. 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 <laughs> I didn't roll my end very well there. Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And Batman. Yeah. And Barb, you know, Gordon is, is Jim Gordon's daughter, who also is a Batgirl in a lot of... A lot of the Batman lore and comics and storylines, she is who plays, you know, who ends up playing Batgirl in most yeah. of them. Um, and I like, I like a lot of the how that kind of relationship plays out. So the, you know, the beginning is kind of like the first like twenty minutes are kind of like a, like a a prologue almost to kind of establish the relationship between. Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne as Batman. Right. Um, it kind of, it kind of shows their relationship to each other. And then it gets to kind of the main storyline of the killing joke. Right. And it's kind of there, that beginning part where it's kind of showing, um, Batman and Batgirl Mm -hmm. fighting together. Um, it's kind of there also to establish the fact that Batman is really invested in these events that are going to play out moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like he has a reason to um for this feud with the Joker. Right. Um and it also establishes that um he has already had these run-ins with the Joker before right. he, he knows, he's been Batman for a while. He knows who he is and what he's done and right. what he's capable of. What he's of. capable of. Yeah. Um and it also it also kind of he kind of dives into the idea that Batman and the Joker are kind of these, um, as it was put in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. it is a unstoppable force and an immovable object. Right. Um, and even in this movie, um, you know, Batman wants to do things the right way, where Joker mm-hmm. wants to push him to his limits to get him to right. do things the wrong way. He wants to make Batman almost a villain of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the big ideas I think of this movie was that they wanted to make Batman and the Joker out to be people who exist on their their different sides of the same coin, right? They they come right. they come from a very similar background, and the the difference is just a flip of the coin between the two, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think that idea is plays out very well throughout this movie. Um, I especially think. One of my favorite parts of this movie is actually the end, the final, um, the final fight and conversation that Batman and the Joker have with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman, you know, talks about like he's like just you know, it's over. Like I'm gonna take you in, all this stuff. And Joker's like I'm I'm tired of this. I you know what what are we doing? We're playing the same game over and over again. Yeah, you know, you fight me, you put me away, I get out. He's like, let. He's like, we just. This needs to end. Yeah. You know. He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna keep doing this forever. And it, it I like, I kind of like the idea that both of these characters get to the point where they're kind of just like, I'm so tired of doing this. Like, it has something has to make it stop. Right, and it it ends in such a way that you don't really know how their relationship continues on. Mm-hmm. It ends with the Joker telling Batman a joke. And they both start and laughing. And they both start laughing, and then it just fades to black, and the did, credits roll. Did you notice though that the Joker stops laughing? I did. Yeah. In the audio, and I I wouldn't have noticed, but I was watching it with subtitles Same. on. Same. I was too. And it popped yeah. up saying it popped up Joker like, stops laughing. Yeah. 
I love the ambiguity because I mean, there are so many things that could have happened there to, to why he stopped. Maybe it was just out of like a, maybe, maybe he just had a real realization moment that like, man, Batman is crazy. Yeah. Like he's, so he stops. Maybe Batman kills him. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe the Joker is <clears throat> like you said, he realizes that maybe Batman's a little crazier than I thought. And he's like, kind yeah. of shocked by, it, or he's mm-hmm. actually afraid of the Batman. It actually like takes him at yeah, that, at it that takes point. Him back. It's no longer funny to him. Right. Because he's kind of realizing mm-hmm. what Batman is capable of. Right. So Dom, here's what I'm really excited about. Okay. About this movie. I'm excited about this movie because up until this point, you've never seen really any animated Batman. I I haven't. Films or anything of that sort. I haven't watched any of them. I'm this is this was my introduction to. I'm familiar yes. with Mark mm-hmm. Hamill voicing the Joker. Right, right. Um and I've I've watched other um animated Batman or animated superhero movies mm-hmm. um but never really Batman, which is also kind of crazy because Batman is my favorite superhero. Oh. Also, The Dark Knight is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised <clears throat> that this was my introduction to Right. Animated Batman. Of all the animated superhero movies, the Batman ones are far and above better than all of the other ones that have ever come out. Yeah. So why I'm excited is there are at least one, two, three, six brand new Batman movies that I get to show you. Yeah. And you are going to absolutely love them because most of them are as good or better than The Killing Joke is in terms of of story in terms of, of character development. I mean, they are some of the best animated content you'll ever see. Dang. And it just, really, it just, it just really excites me that, that I get to show them to you now because you saw the killing joke and you really liked it. Yeah. It's just, it's a good, it makes me, it makes, it's exciting. It makes me feel excited. I think that, I think that the reason why I like this movie so much is because I'm very familiar with, Batman as a character mm-hmm. um, and so I love watching this and seeing all the all the ties to previous films mm-hmm. or to just the Batman like the different storylines that's right. one of the cool things about comic books and then therefore comic book movies um, is that there's so many different storylines that have been followed mm-hmm. name any comic book character and there has been a number of writers who all write completely different stories and different storylines and different origins or the same writer who has explored all these different avenues Mm -hmm. for that character. Um, And that's what kind of makes this exciting is because in this movie, I saw connections to all of the other Batman stories that I have heard before. Right. Um, And, and I mean, really this one was a Joker story more than a Batman Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's exciting to see those those connections and how it might be, um, how I might be able to explore that further with right. other movies. It's like this this movie shows you where all the avenues in other Batman media came from, almost. Yeah. Right. Like this is the actual origin of so many like extrapolated storylines in other Batman media. And right. It's, it's cool to see like this is where it came from. That's what's cool about, and that's honestly that's what's cool about a lot of the animated Batman movies is they're all based on the actual comics or graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Like almost like some of them, like, like, um, uh, what, like, like a frame by frame, like remake yeah. of the graphic novel. 
and it's always every time I've watched a new one, at least it's it's just it's always so cool to see. Oh, this is where like this plot line came from in The Dark Knight Rises, or this is where this came from in Batman Begins, or like they must have taken this idea from this here and put it into that. Like, well, that's you see and that's, that throughout all of the animated media, media, which is a really cool. It's it's just it's as such a fan, it's cool to see that. That's always and I never I never really read. Um, a lot of comic books. I had a collection of, of Spider-Man comic books when I was growing up. Nice, nice. Um, but it's like you said, seeing, I, I really like, even if I haven't read it, I mm. like researching kind of where these storylines came from and, right. and how the movie might differ from the comic books. Um, something that got me into that was The Walking Dead, which is a comic book series. Mm -hmm. And so following the TV show and where they've differed, um, but also, this this movie makes, you know, just briefly some of the connections it makes between like Joker and the Red Hood. Red Hood is one yeah. of the most iconic Batman villains mm -hmm. ever created. Ever, yeah. And this one kind of gave the idea that the Joker could be the Red Hood, mm -hmm. but that the Red Hood was more of a cover-up and then he became the Joker. Right. But it just briefly gives you that kind of glimpse of... Mm -hmm. Um, kind of a, it's almost like a shout out to the other storylines, right? Like this right. movie wasn't going to run with the red hood storyline, but mm -hmm. here's a little bit of a shout out. Here's a little nugget. Yeah. And you can kind of uh, imagine for yourself how that might play out because it's, then it'll play out in other storylines that right. you can, that you can watch through. It's like a cool little Easter egg. Yeah. Like in this, in this world of Batman and the Joker, the red hood is like the Joker was always a part of the red hood right. in this storyline. Not, not like in a major way. But it was just a cool way to kind of open up the idea that the Red Hood is like this collection of it's never it's never been one person. It's always been this collection of people. And in this world, the Joker ran into that collection at one point before he became the Joker. It's, mm -hmm. There's a lot of there, there are a lot of cool little storylines similar to that in this movie. Well, and more of the, you know, classic Joker stories yeah. where. He is the way he is because he fell into a pool of acid or something like that. In this right. movie, in a way, Batman almost created the Joker. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's explored deeper in animated versions of Batman and the Joker more so than right. in film versions. Um, but I thought that uh, one point I wanted to make this, and this is going back to what we already talked about with the ending, uh -huh. the the whole like Joker making a joke and then they both laugh and then yeah it stops. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of um, Joker movie. Was yeah. that twenty nineteen? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it reminds me of twenty nineteen. Seems like <laughs> forever ago. It reminds me of Joker twenty nineteen, where mm -hmm. he's laughing and. He says that he thought of a joke, but you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get like, it. Yeah, <clears throat> the kind of the vibes given off in that scene are the exact same as oh, this yeah. ending scene. Absolutely. Um, uh -huh. And it's so cool. It's so cool to see that connection. Also, this is this movie was only like an hour long. It's an yeah. hour fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, That's how all, and on all the animated Batman movies are about like an hour. F they they fall right into like the seventy five to eighty minute window. Something that I was kind of thinking about when I watched though is that. If you did a recreation of the animated movie mm -hmm. and you turn like if you were to turn the killing joke into a live action movie following it shot for shot, it probably wouldn't work 
the way the way that the story kind of jumps around and the way that right. scenes cut from one to another it um it watches the way that a comic book reads mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. you couldn't really do that with a live action portrayal probably not no and do it as well <clears throat> definitely not as well and so i was kind of thinking thinking of that at first my thought was why do we give animated movies a pass mm-hmm. for kind of this choppy editing style and the you know the the storyline that's not real smooth not always real linear mm-hmm. why do we accept that for animated movies but then i got to thinking that it's maybe not that we give them a pass or that we deem it acceptable it's that in live action it's a little harder to do that way and make it right. still make sense and there's a little more separation between comic books to live action whereas when, from comic books to animation they're a little they're a little like in like the spectrum of media those two are much closer to each other right. in terms of style and similarity than live action and a comic or a graphic novel are. So I think mm-hmm. that's why there's a little bit more of a pass there too is because when we're watching an animated movie we have a little more of that kind of uh kind of that visual like moving image. It's an actual just an image that moves from frame to frame. It, it's an actual drawing as right. opposed to live action which is, you know, moving images of of real life space. Mm-hmm. I think that's why there's a little bit of a pass there. Another point I wanted to make and I think if this, if you watch this movie, it might go kind of unnoticed. This is probably the most brutal depiction of the Joker we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean the the whole because one of the whole big storylines is like he, the fact that he shoots, he paralyzes Barbara Gordon by shooting her, and then like there's this whole like it's not like explicitly examined, but he like basically sexually assaults her. Like yeah, she was undress, tortured. By undresses him. her takes images of her naked and then he tortures Jim Gordon with those images in in this movie. Mm-hmm. Joker does some just some fucked up shit in this movie. Yeah. And it I think I mean he does a lot of brutal shit in other movies, but in terms of just straight up like torture that he that he he inflicts on the characters, I think this is probably the most extreme example we've ever seen. Yeah, I think that the Joker in this movie is a lot more brutal, a lot more mentally unstable mm-hmm. than we see really in uh, any other um, portrayal of his character. In really, because and also in in most movies and things that we've seen, his character is not like it, he's only he hasn't been around as long as he hasn't. Like this movie depicts them as having fought as Batman and the Joker having fought each other, like we've said, for years and years yeah. and years. He's put him away multiple times. The Joker's escaped multiple times. Whereas in other movies, we haven't really seen the Joker for that length of time. So like we haven't we haven't seen him develop to his most like to his greatest form of madness. Whereas uh-huh. this movie kind of examines that. It examines the origin and kind of almost the end of the road for how far the Joker can go yeah. in terms of how brutal he can be towards the people that he's trying to to harm. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that too is you saw, you kind of saw the the reaction that people had to watching Joker, the, mm-hmm. the yeah. live action. Mm-hmm. And as far as live action movies go, that was probably the most brutal and violent that we had seen 
the Joker character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least as far as what they were willing to actually depict on TV. So the, right. the it, like Heath Ledger's Joker was as far as like a descent into madness, mm-hmm. a lot further along than a lot of the other right. that we have seen. Right. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson's, you could tell he kind of had that, like he was enjoying, he was just having fun with right. the crime and the being and, the Joker. And Jack Nicholson's also kind of more of an origin story, whereas with right. Heath Ledger, there is no origin. He's Ooh, just telling right. us about his past, but we don't get the actual like scenes of him becoming the Joker. Exactly. Right. But so between those three and it's kind of messed up that we haven't actually mentioned Joaquin Phoenix. We just keep mentioning the movie. I know. Shout out Joaquin Phoenix. Seriously. The other two got shout shouts outs. Shout shouts out. Shout out. Um they got shout outs. But those three <laughs> we we've kind of seen the Joker depicted differently in those three characters. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of all of them in one. It's yeah. the Joker who is brutal and violent. It is one who has, you know, for all intents and purposes, lost his mind completely. Right. There, he is no longer sane at all. Yeah. Um, but he is also enjoying it. He's having fun. It's a it's a game to him. He's right. In that sense, he is kind of the 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 clown, right? Yes, very much. Um, yeah. And so this is kind of a, a combination of all three of those that I'm not sure. I'm not sure people would be ready to see that mm-hmm. in a live action movie. It would take a lot of work. Yeah. It would be very difficult on the actors, but also mm-hmm. seeing how the audiences have reacted to past Jokers. Right. I don't know that this movie would be as successful in live right. action yeah, as that, it is in animation. That's a great point. Um, I think in terms of, uh, in terms of kind of final thoughts here, um, I'm curious to see what you think about this movie after we've watched a couple others. Cause I think while this is a very short movie, I, I don't think it's, I think the pacing kind of suffers at, at points. I think in, geez, you just pulled, Dude, he's shedding some, look at my sock. Yeah, I know. I was, I've been looking at your <laughs> but, sock this but, entire recording, but, I, but I'm trying to pet him so that he doesn't, that he stays calm. So he stays calm. Cause he's hearing all these noises outside our right. door. I think I think pacing wise they 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 had enough for like a, an hour and five minute movie but they really wanted to make it closer to like a full length film length yeah so they you know they kind and they of, didn't get there anyway so they might as well. I know <laughs> yeah like it's it's an animated movie it doesn't have to be it doesn't have right. to be an hour and twenty minutes so I think the pacing kind of suffers a little bit at points and while I I think it's interesting they kind of do this storyline with Barbara Gordon and in uh in Bruce Wayne Batman I don't know that it's entirely necessary you, wait to the you're characters. saying you didn't want to see Batman, Batman and, Batgirl sexy time not particularly well I mean it wasn't like it just didn't it didn't do it didn't add anything to the story for me no like I could have that it was just kind of a weird a weird way to to push the envelope I guess so to speak and it did it just didn't it didn't work for me. Maybe if they had had more, a little more, if they spent a little more time on that idea, but then they just kind of played it off as like some like high school drama kind of. And I just, it was, it just didn't, it just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I also think that, um, I don't really know. I don't really know that 
bringing Barbara Gordon into the story added a whole lot. Yeah. It 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 made it a little more serious because everybody knows Jim Gordon, everybody knows like Batgirl. Mhm. But you know, having it be Barbara Gordon and then later in the end credit scenes revealing that she was another superhero. Yeah, that she's um, doing some other stuff. It didn't really it didn't really add anything to the film. Right. It kind of added a little bit more confusion. And I think the idea that they were going for was they wanted it to feel important. They wanted the Joker um they wanted the Joker hurting Barbara Gordon to feel like it really mattered in the story. Right. right. But it, I mean really it could have been anybody to yeah. prove the point that the Joker is, you know, violent and sadistic right. and it didn't have to be Barbara Gordon. And so they tried too hard to establish that relationship mm-hmm. between Barbara Gordon and Batman. Yeah. And, you know, even showing, showing Batgirl and um, showing the way that she's kind of going rogue from what Batman wants. And mm-hmm. she's yeah. going after her own um, crimes as this kind of vigilante crime fighter right in the end it didn't really matter and they spent a lot of time establishing her as a character right um and then basically didn't revisit it until the final scene when Mm -hmm. it was unimportant anyway yeah it like and that's kind of like it those moments felt like a prologue and that's not really a compliment it it felt like a prologue because it just felt so separate from the main story and i just feel like if you it, it makes sense to me to make it Barbara Gordon because of the relationship that Bruce Wayne has with Jim Gordon. Right. Like there are a lot of good, uh, good ties there for where that it could make, it, it could make really good sense and be a good plot line that it's Barbara Gordon that it happens to. It's just the w- decisions they made to m- make her more of an impactful character. I just, they just didn't work as well. Like there could have been, surely there's a better way to, set up her character within this storyline. You could, and you could even do it the way they did it, but it's just, she kind of just like falls off by the wayside by the time the main storyline starts. Like there's no real good connection from the prologue to the main plot. Yeah. Like it, it just, it just kind of separates itself almost. And it, it just doesn't feel as impactful as I think they were trying to be. I, I agree. And I can see, I can see the point that they were trying to make. Um, Mm-hmm. But it didn't it didn't flow or tie in the way that it probably should have. Right. So uh You wanna grade it? Yeah, grade wise. What you thinking? Um I think I'm gonna go B minus for this one. Dang it. Um, I was gonna go B minus too. That's two. fine. We I can, wanted to be no, different. No, we can though. have the same. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, all right. Listen. Continue. Sorry. I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um I think kind of um exploring the animated um, versions of these stories is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed all of the little Easter eggs and tie-ins to right. previous movies. Of course, I love the voice acting, mm-hmm. um, kind it's of so giving good. us the, the classic voices of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really loved that. Um, but for kind of all the reasons we laid out as far as the story goes, um, yeah. it did leave some to be desired. Yeah. I would go B minus as well, pretty much for, for all those same reasons. Um, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to introduce you to some movies that I think will fall into the A category for you. Yeah, and one of them is a is I mean, it, it's probably now I'm a I'm a big Watchmen fan. I think the Watchmen film is one of the greatest recreations of a graphic novel ever, and I think a very close second is uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Okay, and uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to some other ones too because. You know, uh, in 
I didn't really know this until I I started I watched a lot of animated Batman movies. I think my sophomore year in college, and it kind of opened me up to this world of people who were who just who almost immediately recognized Batman as an animated character, as opposed like they love the Dark Knight films, but then they're like the some of the best Batman content ever mm-hmm. has come in the animated universe. And I didn't I just didn't I didn't know that until like three years ago. Well something that's really interesting is that I feel like Batman more than any mm-hmm. other um comic book character, except for maybe Spider Man, mm-hmm. has been kind of the the story has been explored by a whole bunch of different mediums. Right. From comic books I would agree. to, I think to live action to animated movies and all of them kind of coming at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's very few characters um, that have been explored in that many ways. And it's something that's sort of unique to superheroes and to comic books in general mm-hmm. that you can't really do with a lot of other source material. Right. Right. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It will see those other iterations. See, to of see what it. happens. Yeah. All right. All right. Am I going to? You got it. I'm going to say goodbye. All right, guys. Thank you Bye. so much. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us some some comments in the comment section. Um, we will reply. We reply to every single one. Um, all three of them so all far. All three of them so far. Um, <laughs> if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasting, wherever you get your audio, we are on there. So be sure to subscribe there. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment in your five-star review. Let us know what you think. Leave us a one-star review. Leave us a one-star review. Whatever you think. If you hate it, great. If you love it, great. Let us know why you hate it. If Let us know it, why you love it. If you hate it, tell your friends. If you hate it, tell your friends why like, you hate hey, it so listen, much. Hey, listen. Go listen to this terrible-ass podcast. It's so bad. It's, it's awful. Terrible. These guys yeah, are oh not gosh. funny. Their voices are annoying. They're unfunny, but they think they're funny. They think their voices sound okay. The but movies they talk about are absolute garbage. <laughs> tell all your friends that. Tell all your friends about it. But make sure that they have to form their own opinion. Tell Listen, them Tell them that with the caveat of still go still go, go watch it. Go check it out because of how bad it is. All right, guys. Up next, we've got Bly Manor Part 2. I'm real excited to bring that to you guys. We'll see you next time. Out. <clears throat> Leo, you were so good there. Yeah. After the first 18 minutes where you were not. Yeah, but what's what's a beautiful thing is that uh, those 18 minutes will get deleted. Yep. And it'll be like nothing ever happened. It'll be like, it'll he, be never, like he never like misbehaved. It, yeah, exactly. It'll be like he wasn't barking at the door, jumping up and down, and knocking over all our, our stuff. Actually, yeah. he did knock over the camera during this one, I think. During the good. The good, good. The good, good. So. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be fine. But fine. Fuck it, who cares? Plus, I'm the only dog in this house.